We're ready for another Planet Power Hour. It's Chris Logan. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. What are we visiting today? You know the name Jeremiah Johnson? How about RG3's viral video? Are you smarter if you wake up earlier in the morning? Do you live in the smartest state? Swear words in Christmas movies. There's an asteroid passing close to the Earth. I didn't know that. You know the name? DiCamillo Sisters? Guys Night Out? Does your name have anything to do with getting hired? Also, the 10 weirdest world records broken this year. An uh-uh moment, a woman stole a watch from a man in Vegas and hid it in her you-know-what. Elon Musk is no longer the world's richest man. A Chris Farley tribute and more. It's all coming up in the Power Hour. So again, thank you for watching. If you're watching on social media, we got it going on on my Chris Logan Facebook page. Justin says, finally, some but why it's so cold. I was wondering who it was, and that's a comment on Facebook. I was like, I, I know someone commented somewhere about it, and we'll, we'll play it this morning, Justin, so hang on for that. But we're live on my Chris Logan Facebook page. You're welcome to comment there if you want, just like Justin. We're also live on the Listen to the Planet Facebook page, live on my Chris Logan in the Morning Planet Power Hour group, and then also we're live on the planet itself, the online station for 90s and 2000s rock. Also, got a YouTube channel set up. If you missed the content, that's going. Plus, you can search for Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. We have some of this content up on there, too. TikTok, we're getting closer to 1,000 followers. Uh, I think we're at like 949 or 950. So we need about 50 more people to... Follow, listen to the planet on Facebook, and we can go live there. Then Twitch and YouTube coming soon. Yes, I know that TikTok is a Chinese app. I, I do know. I still have it, though, and, and I still use it. Could it be banned? I've been reading a little bit more that it could be banned. But you see, the way I look at it, we owe China so much money that we can't pay them that I think the U.S. government sold us out to China, and then they're just they're tracking Ch China's tracking our data in trade for all the trillions and trillions of dollars that we owe them. Is that real? No, it's not. But um, I thought it sounded cool this morning. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wanted to mention this. I mentioned it a few times since uh, someone says, "Hey, I'm watching." Hi, hey. I can't see it because it says Facebook user, and and Dwayne says, "Hey, I'm watching." What's up, Dwayne? But this event is coming up this Saturday. The Bandito Shocks, they're doing their fifth annual Making Christmas Come True event. It's going on at Cajun Harley-Davidson from 9 until 2. They've been doing this for five years. They want to help needy children, needy families in Acadiana, and they like to donate bikes, new bicycles, and toys. So if you want to donate, you can bring them Saturday. Um, they're going to take your toys and then dis distribute them or take your bike, whatever you bring, and distribute them to needy families and needy kids here in Acadiana. There's going to be photos with Santa Claus also, free food, fun jump toys, and more. That's this Saturday, Bandito Shocks, their fifth annual Making Christmas Come True. It's the Southern Louisiana Red and Gold Motorcycle Clubs, and that is over at Cajun Harley-Davidson. So go out and support that if you can. Boy, this video here, 
I, I saw it yesterday. There's this kid who is going viral. He is 12 years old. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to the video. This is a video here. If you're watching this morning, you can see this kid. He's 12 years old. He, he just won. His team, the Dragons, won the 12U Division I Youth Football Championship. The trophy says National Championship, if you can see that. See, dude looks like he's about 36, but he's not. He's 12. Now, that picture of him in the video, he looks a little older than what he does when I'm going to press play. And you'll see what I'm talking about. There's like there's a certain angle where you can tell he's a teenager, still has a mustache, but but you can tell he's a teenager. Watch. Let me uh let me go ahead and and press play. And we'll watch it. 12 year old football player from Texas that already has a mustache and tattoos. This is Jeremiah Johnson. So and right he just there, won MVP of the 12U football national championship, playing running back and defensive end. Last weekend, after Jeremiah's team took home the national title, some videos were posted of him on Twitter, and they went viral for obvious reasons. Nobody could believe that a kid this big with a mustache was 12 years old. But what's even crazier is that there are photos of Jeremiah from almost two years ago, and he even had a bit of a stash back then. There he is the at field, 10. He absolutely dominates both sides of the ball. As a D-end, he simply bull rushes his opponents and sacks the QB more often than not. Look at him, just flung back, that little kid. impossible <laughs> to take down. On this play alone, he easily runs through six defenders. So what do you think? Should Nick Saban make the call? <laughs> Why it has to be Nick Saban. But could you imagine 12, 12 years old? Dude looks like he's, I don't know, man. What, 30? 35 with that with that little stash he got but but you could tell when they showed him in the other parts of that video just his mannerisms and how he like you know handles himself he's still kind of like a, a semi little goofy 12 year 12 year old but on the field kind of like uh, a 12 year old Leonard Fournette <laughs> John says sounds like he's got some extra testosterone yep <laughs> they uh they gave him a little bit extra <laughs> what they put in that milk at school Seth says and then uh, got a couple good mornings. Uh, can't can't see your name, just says Facebook user, but for everybody saying good morning, good morning. Now, I also got this other video today. And I... One, okay, I, I don't... I do not condone the language being used in this video. Okay, I I I don't. Um, I'm I am not playing it for entertainment at all. You know, you can you can see this video online. Um, other websites have it. They they other websites didn't censor out the word. It it is what some people consider a racial slur. So before I play it, I decided I was going to play it. Again, it's not for my entertainment. It's not for your entertainment. I'm not laughing at this. I'm not condoning this. But RG3 taking a little bit of heat, going viral on social media for what he said. At a, I think that was on Monday Night Football. He dropped a racial slur in there. Now, he's known for kind of 
I don't want to say pushing the envelope, but he joked around with he and his co-host. They, uh, they were doing, or a co-anchor, they were doing a game. I guess it was on Black Friday because he said, hey, welcome to Black Friday. And he pointed to him and his his co-host, co-anchor, co-whatever you call it. And so he was he was joking around. I, I don't think that he was joking around here. I think it just slipped. And of course, there's some talk online. You know, should he be fired for for saying it? So again, I I I, I didn't censor it. It's not for entertainment, but I'm going to play the video because you can see the video anywhere you want online or or any websites or or anything like that. This is this is RG three. Check him out. Bro, no, he did not. No, he didn't. The Eagles just keep leveling up, in my opinion. I think they're your favorite team's favorite team. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate through the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. And when you what? talk about what? the teams, the, the Chiefs, Look the, at Bills, Steve. the Cowboys, 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 the the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, so did you see that video? This this one's going viral on what RG3 said. Should RG3 get in some trouble over that and over what he said? But you can go, you can go and watch it. It's it's all over social media and kind of keep up with the story if you want to. Smarter people. Um do you rise and shine? Are you an early riser? Because if you do, according to this, from the current research in behavioral sciences, that shows you're smart. Morning people have superior verbal IQ. That's according to this research. These are also people who prefer to do demanding things earlier in the day, while evening types consider their best time to be later in the day. What are you? Are you a morning person? You're an evening person? You're a vampire? see a lot of these motivational people, you know, that wake up early, wake up at four, kind of get their day started, you know, get, get their exact amount of sleep. And they're, they're morning people. Getting up early kind of helps you start your day. <laughs> Tell that to my wife. I wake up early every day, even on the weekends. Yep, John says, I like to get everything done as soon as possible so I can start drinking early. Well, that's another reason, too. That is another reason, too. I I try to wake up. Um, I You know, doing mornings for so long in radio, kind of used to getting up early. Um, I'd like to wake up a little bit earlier than what I'm waking up right now. Be- because, again, I like, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy waking up early, starting your day, getting things going. It just kind of, it, it keeps me going. And, and I stay a little more alert during the day when, when I get an early start. But that's just me. might not be you. You might be that nighttime person. Now, also, this kind of ties in. It's a pretty good segue. Never wonder which state has the smartest people? <laughs> no, it is not Louisiana. Researchers looked at a variety of factors, like how many colleges there were and what the average IQ was. They found the smartest state 
Massachusetts, followed by Connecticut, Maryland, Virginia, and Vermont. So if you want to be part of the smartest states, you got to move to the Northwest, right? You got to go to the Northwest, Connecticut, Maryland, Virginia, Vermont, all on the Western side of the United States. You get, you get my joke there? Because we're dumb here in Louisiana. Yes, I know that Connecticut, Maryland, Virginia, and Vermont's towards the northeastern side of the United States. Now, the not-so-smart state list. We're on, we're on that. The not-so-smart state list. West Virginia, number one. Mississippi, number two. Good old Louisiana, number three. And then Arkansas, number four. So the Northeast, if you want to be smart, go there. Want to stay dumb with us? You know, want to be the common folk? Come down south. West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Oh, and man, what about the rain today? I thought I was going to have to take a boat to travel the streets of Church Point this morning. Because all this rain that was coming and the school closures and stuff. Didn't happen yet. Not saying it's not going to happen. I, I keep getting like these tornado warnings and severe weather graphics. I mean, I hope the weather's not too bad today. But but see, that always happens. When they, when they freak out and close all the schools, it never gets as bad as what they think it's going to get. And when they don't, it does. But some, some parishes didn't have school today because of the quote-unquote inclement weather that was on its way. We still may get it a little bit later today. But I think it should be out by this afternoon and they're getting colder. <laughs> Ricky says they need to fire them weathermen. <laughs> Maybe so, dude. I, if I would be a weatherman, it would be 50% every day. Might rain, might not. It, like, that would be my forecast. The seven-day graphic, 50%. Then I'd have the little cloud with the sun, cloud with the sun, 50% every day, seven days a week. Now I'm a little clicker, my green screen, well, 50% chance today, might rain, might not. We're going to wait and we're going to find out. But hopefully it doesn't get too bad today. I know for sure that with this weather moving through, it's going to get colder here in South Louisiana. And I was also looking at this, and again, as we know, Look, and I respect Rob and, and Heath and, and all those guys. I do, our, our local weathermen, Adam Olivier from KADN. I've, I've met all those dudes before, and, and I respect them. But, you know, some, sometimes they miss. And, and it seems that the more technologically advanced meteorologists get, the more they miss, the more they rely on computers, the worse it is. I want Dick Faro to come back. I want him to pull out his pointer. Right. I want uh, uh, like a whiteboard on the wall and I want some magnets. That, that's what I want. C come back to that old school. Give me that. Give me that old school vibe. Ricky says we used to go to school when it was a hurricane. No questions. Yep. Nowadays, not much. And I wonder, I mean, I know it's for the safety of the kids. I, I, I know. But who remembers the tornado drill? Who remembers the tornado drill at school? Where we had to go out in the hallway, sit with our backs against the walls. Look, it kind of freaked you out being an elementary school kid. When you had, you had to sit, and then you, you, know, you were against the wall, and you had to pull your head in between your legs, 
and hope that that 500-pound clock that was mounted onto the wall didn't come flying off and bust you in your back. That's Honestly, that's what I was always scared of because at our Mother of Peace Elementary, yes, I went to a little Catholic school. Judge me if you want to. Um, we had this big-ass clock, and they had a few, you know, during, like on the hallways, and it was, it was big. And I'm, I'm having a memory flashback right here. And I remember going out for our tornado drills, and I remember my classroom one year being by that big-ass clock, big metal clock. And I always thought, man, if we get a tornado, it's going to come. It's going to knock this clock off, and the clock's going to fall on me. That was always my worry. But we used to do that. Used to have tornado drills, fire drills. Remember that? They'd pull the fire drill, and you'd run outside for a little while. Uh, Facebook user, which I don't know who it is, says, all hail Dick Faroe. Yeah, I mean, if you're old school, you know you know what I'm talking about. You remember Dick Faroe, Maria Placer, Jim Olivier, Wednesday's Child, Color the Weather. See, we could, we could really go back if we wanted to. Color the Weather, you go to McDonald's, you, you get the little color of the weather thing, you color it, bring it back. Then you'd have to watch the news to see if you won. I think if I remember right, you want a Happy Meal or something like that. Yeah, good old days, man. Then if you went to the fancy McDonald's, you got to ride the little carousel around. Maybe you had your birthday at, um, at McDonald's back in the day. You got to sit on the tree trunk. You know, all that, man. All that. If you didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s, I feel for you. If you're not a legit Gen Xer, born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, got drunk in the 90s, you missed it. And everybody else missed what we did because nobody recorded it. There you go. Let's move on. Um, Christmas movies filled with profanity. Home Alone has nine swear words. National Lampoon's Vacation, 23 swear words. And Bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton, the drunk Santa Claus. Uh, let's see. Incredible. 255 swear words in that. Tim says, yo, Tim, what's up, my friend? And Isabel, how about nuclear bomb drills? Isabel, I'm going to give it up to you. I mean, you might, you might be a little more OG than some of us. Never had a nuclear bomb drill. Only tornadoes and, and fire for me. What? Uh, Isabel, comment in this thing and tell us what you had to do for a nuclear bomb drill because there was nothing you could do. If a nuclear bomb hit, it was over. You might as well just stay in class. Nuclear bomb, they might as well just not tell you. Go on. Three plus three is six. A, B, C. Boom. Done. Over. Wouldn't even know. Vaporized. So, Isabel, I'd like to know what y'all did back in the day for the nuclear bomb drill. And if you want to tell us what school you were at, <laughs> please do. <laughs> By the way, if you're watching this morning, uh, share it on Facebook. I would appreciate that. If you're listening on the planet, tell someone about the planet today. We do the Power Hour every uh, weekday morning at 8 also, this, man, I didn't know about this. Tomorrow, speaking of nuclear bomb drills, tomorrow an asteroid will make a close approach to Earth, and amateur astronomers have been challenged to catch a glimpse of what the European Space Agency is calling the Christmas asteroid. The asteroid, which has an estimated size of around 460 feet, 
will be visible between its Thursday approach until Monday. So I guess we can go out and see that. No need to call Bruce Willis in the guys. I think we'll be okay with this Christmas asteroid. It should not hit. So if you are a, okay, Isabel, she did, she commented back, just duck under our desk and put our hands on your head. Yep. Just duck. <laughs> duck under the desk and kiss your ass goodbye with the nuclear drill. That's all, that's all you could do. I mean, tornado, maybe you could save yourself. Right? I mean, you, you're still kind of kissing your ass goodbye. You're in the hallway. You're nine years old. You fold it up. You know, fire drill, you can run out. Nuclear drill, I say. Nuclear uh, bomb drill, just keep, just keep going. That should have been protocol for teachers. Just keep going because there is absolutely nothing you could do. Especially if you hit close, forget about it. Um, we're, so we're, we're going back a little bit this morning. And let's see. So I remember there, there was a comment about this song. This morning I played Disneyland. Um, remember that one from 1992? I forgot about it. I got a message from Heath from Spank the Monkey. Played it this morning. I was like, hey, man, you remember this one? And from time to time he'll send me like one-hit wonders, kind of obscure 90s alternative songs that were not playing on the planet. But today I played Disneyland. And I think it was last week, and he commented this morning on Facebook, Justin said, hey, man, I think when we were talking about Christmas, you need to play the Dick Camillo sisters, Why It's So Cold. And yes, Justin, I do. So this song was released. Let me, let me see the exact year. Now, I remember playing this on Planet Radio back in the day. I think I did it on the 9 o'clock news. Now, this song was like, it was mine and Rod's the Whipping Boy's favorite song. I mean, we, we love this. And, and still to this day, I don't think Raj is on Facebook anymore. But it, we, when it was Christmas time, we'd always send each other the link to Dick Amillo Sisters, Why It's So Cold. Uh, let me see if I can find out what was the release of this. But Dick Amillo Sisters, it was Jimmy Pop from Bloodhound Gang. It was Bam Margera, Brandon Dick Amillo, Rab himself, Rake, all the guys from CKY and jackass plus jimmy pop and look i i I'll, I'll play it just about every christmas for myself my wife and my daughter absolutely hate it my son's cool with it but my daughter and my wife not so much um why it's it's called why it's so cold and let's see a release date on that had to be like oh oh one oh two oh two or oh three yeah but anyway we're we're gonna we're we're gonna play it this morning all right if you if you know this song if you like kind of remember this song you might be excited you you might hate it and if you hate it I I do apologize but we will play it here on the power hour and on the planet should i should i play the whole thing or just play a piece uh i don't know let's let's see let's see what we got dick amillo sisters 
why it's so cold here on the planet, the Power Hour. Check it out. It's Christmas we're talking about. And there's a little bit of language, too, by the way, just a little bit. totally honest it is a love or hate thing but you may it's hard to believe that was like 20 20 years ago but those dudes were on top of the world at that time man uh cky that's kind of where it started uh you know then it moved to jackass i still got some cky videos um still in the cellophane still wrapped up I don't know, may put that on eBay one day. But Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, you know, Ryan Dunn, all those, all those um, jackass guys. And they, and they did this. The Dick Camillo sisters. <laughs> you can search for it if you want. But why it's so cold, that is the name of the song. So Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, also this, you want a guy's night out, mama don't let you go out. Tell her that science says it's good for you, right? Because we have to listen to science. Science is always right. Again, that's, that's me laying down sarcasm a little bit thick this morning. But this is from PNAS, a research journal. If your wife or girlfriend objects to you going for a guy's night out, 
Here's what you tell her. Science says it's good for you. Research has proven that male bonding is essential for reducing stress, gaining a sense of security, and living longer. Got that? Essential for reducing stress, gaining a sense of security, and living longer. You know what else would help you with the, with the girls' uh, uh, guys' night out? Is letting your old lady have a girls' night out. You go, hey, look, I'm going tonight. You can go next week. You and Kathy, you know, Claire, y'all go have a fun time. Go to, uh, what's the place downtown? Justin says that was great. Brought me back. There you go, Justin. Thank you. What's the place downtown Lafayette, uh, Pamplona? They have all, you know, they have their holiday thing. Tell them to go there. They can go have their girls night and you, you know, and Michael, Kevin, all y'all, y'all can have the guys night out. Boy, this, this one here, I, I, I don't know about this. And... I thought about mentioning that mentioning it, and I thought about not. It's from the Atlantic, and it says that your name could be hurting your career. A study showed that all else being equal, employers selected candidates with names like Emily Walsh and Greg Baker for callbacks. Almost 50 percent more often than candidates with names like Lakeisha Washington and Jamal Jones. The researchers concluded that there was a great advantage to having a white-sounding name so much that having a white-sounding name is worth about eight years of work experience. Huh? See, I, I got an uh-uh moment. And we have one coming up. I got an uh-uh moment today. This, like, stuff like this should be a huh? A study showed, I'm going to read it again, that all else being equal, employers selected candidates with names like Emily Walsh and Greg Baker for callbacks almost 50% more than candidates with names like Lakeisha Washington and Jamal Jones. The researchers concluded that there was a great advantage to having a white-sounding name, so much so that having a white-sounding name is worth about eight years of work experience. Oh, man. All right. Let's see. Wait, I got a, I got a message this morning. I think it was through. It wasn't on this. might have been on Listen to the Planet. Hang on. Let me see. Um, okay. Yeah, that's Shane. All right. I'm going to talk, uh, I'm, I'm going to get to Shane's message a little bit later, um, a little bit later this morning, but thank you for that Shane sending a message. Um, top 10 weirdest world records broken in 2022. Some, some of this is weird. And, and we're getting to the end of the year, and you know, all this morning show prep, all, you know, some of these websites are going to be coming out with these end-of-the-year lists. We're, we're not going to get to all of them. This one kind of piqued my attention a little bit because it's kind of weird. So these were broken in 2022. 
Number 10, the longest beard chain. Last month, a bunch of guys in Wyoming tied their beards together and hit 150 feet. The old record was 62 feet, 6 inches. Cool. They almost like, I mean, they they more than doubled it. Tied their beard, beards together. Number nine, random world record. Fastest time to assemble Mr. Potato Head. You have to add feet, arms, and a face. A guy in Malaysia did it in 5.43 seconds. What the hell is this? Longest journey by a pumpkin boat. A guy paddled a hollowed-out pumpkin 37 and a half miles down the Missouri River. His daughter was maybe too proud of him at the finish line. She broke down in tears. There's a link to the video here, but that's number eight on the list. Number seven, farthest distance to blow a pee with one breath. What are some of these world records, man? I got to get in on this. A uh, guy in Idaho who's, let's see. The guy in Idaho who's turned breaking records into a career did this. Just under 85 feet. His name is David Rush. And it was the 250th world record that this guy's broken. The farthest distance to blow a pee with one breath. Just under 85 feet. The largest gathering of people with the same first and last name. 178 people named Hirokazu Tanaka got together in Japan in October. The previous record was 164 Martha Stewart's back in 2005. Didn't know that. Number five, fastest tightrope walk in four-inch heels. What the? A teenager in Vermont crushed the old record of 49 feet. She walked back and forth on a tightrope and never fell. She decided to stop at just under 640 feet. I like watching some of those funny videos of girls in high heels, you know, the really high heels that they can't walk and they break their ankles. You know, they start walking like a baby deer. Th those are funny to me. Uh, fastest time to eat 10 Carolina Reaper hot peppers. Why would you do that? Because even if you win, the next day you don't win. A guy in California did it in 33 seconds. Cat ate 10 Carolina Reaper hot peppers. Number three, fastest time to find and alphabetize all 26. <laughs> what? The fastest time to find and alphabetize all 26 letters in a can of alphabet soup. A guy in Oregon did it in just under two minutes and nine seconds. Number two, the most eggs balanced on the back of your hand. A guy in Iraq did 18 eggs. Okay. And number one, the most soda cans suctioned to a person's head. A bald guy in Wisconsin did 10 at once. He claims that he has a weird skin condition where his pores suck oxygen. So pinhead, but with soda cans. That's number one on the list. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, stop. Let's see. What he, what he said. Breaks out Mr. Potato Head to challenge 0.5 seconds. Go ahead and do it. If you can do it, man, video video yourself, and we'll go ahead and, and try it. We'll try to get you in. I'll send it in, see if you can, if you can break that record. Also, some local news. A couple high school coaches stepped down yesterday. 
in my hometown of Church Point. Longtime Church Point Bear head football coach J.C. Arsenault announced his rec- resignation yesterday. Um, had a big, long letter. If you want to read it, gopreps.com has it. Uh, he's been coaching at the school for over 20 years. He had said in his letter, now's the time for me to say goodbye to a job that I have loved so much. Some things in life are not decided by logic, but what you feel in your heart. So he was head coach of the Bears for 16 seasons, and he coached 23 years total at Church Point High School. Kind of surprised to see that yesterday. Also, I was surprised to see this yesterday. That Trev Falk resigning as LCA head football coach. Uh, His full resignation letter, also on gopreps.com. Um, The school, LCA, if I can get all these ads to stop popping up, um, the school wrote, LCA wrote, for a few years, Coach Falk has been preparing to explore opportunities that he feels he needs to pursue now. The administration, along with Coach Falk's counsel, is in immediate search for his successor. Now, LCA fell to STM 52-48 in the state championship game. That uh, That was a great game. But, you know, judging by the letters, not sure if Coach Arsenault looking to coach again, but it looks like maybe Coach Trev Falk looking to coach again and quite possibly move up. You know, not going to make any speculation. I'm going to leave that up to social media to speculate. <laughs> you know, yesterday when when a lot of those stories broke, you know, I, I checked a couple of Facebook pages or KTC, Caleb Y, and I mean, the comments are just hilarious. The comments are, are, you know, well, I know that he's going here. And then you got, then you got people trying to race bait and, and, and all that stuff. But, but like everybody knows, right? Everybody, well, Trev Falk, he's going to coach the New Orleans Saints. You know, Coach Arsenault is going to co- coach uh, um, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. You know, but I, I know, hey, that's what I heard, right? That's social media. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Um, how about an uh-uh moment today? So, again, an uh-uh moment. That is a story that I read. First two words out my mouth are uh-uh. This one today, the headline, after I read the headline, it had me saying uh-uh. If you tuned in at the beginning of the Power Hour, you know what I'm talking about. I gave you a little hint. A woman stole a watch from a man in Vegas, and she hid it in her who know what in her you know what. She she popped it up there. A 33 year old woman named Sarah Richards was arrested for stealing a guy's twelve thousand dollar watch in Las Vegas on Sunday. Now she had a pretty elaborate plan. She flirted with the guy got invited back to his room. They started, you know, fooling around. And she told him that she would take off his watch or it might cut her. Slick. She then insisted that he keep drinking wine. Here, keep drinking the wine. I'm going to take your your watch off. Sarah swiped the watch, but the guy noticed and followed her out and alerted security. The police were called, but they couldn't find the watch at first. 
She later admitted that she hid the watch in her. She was arrested and charged with grand larceny. Come on, man. It's not even worth it. The police later found out Sarah's from Baltimore and was in town. <laughs> so, I mean, you just can't stop. If you're a criminal, you, you, you just can't stop. You should, but you can't. Sarah was in town to attend a court hearing related to another similar crime. She was arrested back in Vegas in June for something very similar. She wooed a guy, drugged him, and stole a $100,000 watch. It's unclear if that one was also hidden inside of her or if that's a new tactic that she is using while trying to seduce men and steal their watches. Bruh. Come on. <laughs> Let me see. Wait, hang on. Just hang with me for a second. I want to see if there's a picture. Oh, there, there, there is. There is a, there is a picture. Um, okay, hang on. Now, now I'm going to have to work on. Oh, I want to, I want to show you her picture. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad. It, it's not that bad. And it won't be, I won't be able to get it on my, my other computer quick enough. But look, this is her. That's the that's the wristwatch stealer. Eh, and she doesn't look like she would do something like that, but those are the ones you got to watch out. Now, I know nothing happened because if she would have hit it up there and then they would have finished what they went up there to do, I mean, that watch would have been lodged a little bit higher than what than what she wanted. So I don't think they fully went on with all the festivities that she had, or he had planned for the night. He brought her up there. You know, he thought, hey, it's Vegas, man. Look, it's this girl, she, she's coming on to me. Let's go back up to the room. Little did he know that she wanted to steal his watch and hide it in her you-know-what. So they didn't do the do, because if so, she probably wouldn't have been able to find the watch or she would have to have went to the hospital to get the watch out. Uh-uh. <laughs> See? I mean, come on, man. Um, also, this morning, this is, this is an update. There's an update, and I've been following this story since it happened on November 13th. This is from foxnews.com with the Idaho murders and the four college students. A knife possibly used in, in the slayings known to dull quickly, likely also caused an injury to the attacker. So they still have no, no one. But authorities say it's a fixed-blade Kabar-style knife that police are searching for in connection with the, with the murders of these four college students at the University of Idaho. It says the knife is known to dull quickly and would have likely caused injury to the attacker because of the physical force required. Police have said early in the investigation that they were looking for a fixed blade knife believed to have been used in the murders. A spokesperson uh, or the Idaho statesman spoke to a Moscow building supply store manager early this month who said police had asked if the business sold Kabar knives and the store did not sell them. So could that quite possibly be a lead? And, and that knife, and 
in somewhat of the update to that story, uh, like a couple days ago we talked about, that knife, I, and again, it's not the right way to describe it, but kind of like those Rambo knives back in the day. You know, those big, those big Rambo knives that had the compass and all that stuff on that, a, a knife very similar to that. Sad story, man. Hopefully they, they find who did this and, and some closure, but it just seems so fishy. And this, I'm kind of, I'm excited about this because Chris Farley, one of my favorite actors back, back in the day, you know, back in the late 80s, 90s, dude was funny. Van down by the river on Saturday Night Live, one of the most classic Saturday Night Live skits ever. Chris Farley's Chippendale skit with Patrick Swayze, another classic. When Chris Farley and David Spade got together, what was it, Tommy Boy? Um, what was the other movie where David Spade's brother was running for governor? I forgot uh, Forgot what it is. Ricky says, yeah, big guy in little coat. Yeah, fat guy in little coat. You know, Chris Farley was a funny dude. But Dana Carvey and David Spade, they have a Chris Farley special in a podcast that they are doing. So I might have to go and check that out. And I thought that information was here. Okay. Hang on. We're going to find it. We're, we're live. Okay. Sorry about that. Dana Carvey, David Spade hosted a two-part tribute for Chris Farley, Farley on their podcast called Fly on the Wall. I think it's out today. Chris Rock's on it. Mike Myers is on it. And also Conan O'Brien. And it commemorates the 25th anniversary of Chris Farley's death. Dang, man, it's been 25 years. Also, Chris's brother is on there. Uh, I believe Adam Sandler, John Lovitz. And you can listen to it starting today, Apple, Spotify. Again, the podcast is called Fly on the Wall. I'm going to have to go check that out. But Chris Farley passed away December 18th, 1997 from a drug overdose. He was 33. And kind of at his, at his prime, man. At his prime. And also this story here kind of caught my attention this morning was from Fox News. I was scrolling around and you know looking for things to talk about. Headline on this, Florida police officer heard choking and breathless after possible exposure to fentanyl. Luckily, this police officer expected to make a full recovery. But she was left choking and breathless after she collapsed at a traffic stop. The incident happened early Tuesday morning during a traffic stop after a Tavares police department officer discovered narcotics on a passenger in the vehicle that was pulled over. Officer Courtney Bannock, who discovered the narcotics, had difficulty breathing after the passenger was taken to the Lake County Jail. That's according to the police department. Bannock was then heard choking and breathless on the radio that police used. So that's how they found out that something was wrong with her. She keyed up on the radio where she was heard choking and breathless. Also says a police officer on the same scene as Miss Bandick or Officer Bandick saw that she was fading out of consciousness and needed medical attention. She was taken to a local hospital and she's expected to make a full recovery. Never know, man. Starting hearing more about that, that fentanyl stuff. 
and injured a police officer trying to make a, a traffic stop. So we've got about 10 minutes left in our power hour. Oh, yep, Ricky, you're right. Black Sheep was the other movie with Chris Farley and David Spade, where his brother was the uh, was running for governor. An- another funny one. Um, what else we got? Oh, I wanted to mention this too. On Sunday, hosting the first ever Planet Presents Frozen Sun Maurice Unplugged. It is a new event that we're teaming up with. David at Frozen Sun Maurice starts at 6.30 on Sunday night. This is going to be our first of a series, and we're probably going to do it, I don't know, every six or so weeks. We're not going to overdo it. We're going to space it out. We're going to have different bands. But if you remember MTV's Unplugged, VH1 Storytellers back in the day, that's kind of what this is going to be about, but with local Acadiana artists. And we're going to start Sunday with Keith Blair and Dustin Saunier. And I think it's going to be great. Keith and Dustin, they did some acoustic shows years back. And they they play together a lot. They they also write together. And, and we're going to learn more about that. We're going to get a little history on Dustin, a little history on Keith Blair. Some of you may or may not know Keith was part of a local alternative band. Here in Acadiana, back in the day. I'm not going to mention it. If you want some of that information, I'm going to do the Ryan Seacrest. You're going to have to come Sunday to Frozen Sun. But it's Frozen Sun in Maurice, right there on the main drag in Maurice. Across from that was the gas station next to Villagers Cafe. It's going to start at 6.30. And the cool thing, too, we're going to be recording it. And then later, you know, have it available, going to be shared on sharing it on social media. But come and be part of the audience. It's just going to be a cool vibe, going to be kind of a relaxed, laid-back vibe. Uh, maybe your chance to ask questions to Dustin or Keith if, if you want to. But that is Sunday night at 6.30, Frozen Sun Maurice. It is unplugged. And also, too, Frozen Sun Maurice, they're doing a New Year's Eve and also a New Year's Day party. Or, I'm sorry, New Year's night party, I should say. So, New Year's Eve, big party night. DJ Kid, One Way, and Brian White will be playing on New Year's Eve. So, it's going to be a big party. They'll be dropping the beats. But then they're doing a re-New Year's Eve on Sunday. Because Frozen Sun, they have a Sunday fun day. And so, it's a re-New Year's Eve on New Year's night. So if you work in the service industry, you work on New Year's Eve, then you can go and party on Sunday night. Now, on Sunday night, there's going to be a $500 balloon drop. And it's going to be a great weekend, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day slash New Year's Night over at Frozen Sun Maurice. And we will have tickets for you to win. I'm probably, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping to get that up on the website uh, later today where you can go and enter to win tickets if you want to go and it'll be tickets for either new year's eve or new year's night Wh- whichever you choose I'll, I'll leave it up to you but i want to say thanks again for listening to the power hour watching it on facebook this morning we are going let's see i'm i'm, I'm trying to think i'll give you a little heads up on christmas and new year's eve i'm thinking about taking off the friday before christmas eve and then the monday after christmas day kind of having a long weekend I, I hope you are too i hope you're taking some time off you know between 
Christmas, New Year's, maybe before Christmas, and then thinking about doing the same before New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day. And I'm, I'm ready for 2023, man. There's a lot of great things happening uh, for me and for Chris Logan Media, for me kind of personally as well. You know, and I'm I'm not of the mind new year, new me. I'm of the mind. Let's just let's do it now. Let's not wait till January one. There, there's a couple things coming though to the planet where we have to wait till after January one. And and I don't think I can say anything right now, but make sure to be listening to the planet, and we may have some more information for you very, very soon. Um, probably next week. And maybe I'll have some special guests on the Power Hour then. I don't know. We'll, we'll plan that out, but, but that's coming up. And then also next week, look, I want to talk, talk about this. I want to talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. And again, yesterday I made a confession. I'll make another confession today. I haven't, I've never sat down and watched Die Hard, the full movie. Call me weird. You can call me a name. It's cool. I'll take it. But I haven't watched it all. But I want to know why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And if I can get some listeners on, I don't know, maybe y'all can call in. Maybe I'll get you on, on video. I want to talk about that. But I need to watch it first. Because some people consider it a Christmas movie. Some people don't. I saw a video of Bruce Willis saying that it's not a Christmas movie. And I also looked when it was released. It was released in July, what, of 19... Was it 89? It was the late 80s, right? It was released in July. It wasn't even released around Christmas. But the setting is Christmas, right? Or New, New, New Year's. Anyway, I'm going to watch it, but I want to discuss that with someone. Why is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Um, oh, you know what else we didn't talk about this morning before we wrap up? Elon Musk, no longer the world's richest man. And the haters are loving this. Uh, reading this today, Tesla's plummeting stock price in his purchase of Twitter. Elon Musk is no longer the world's richest man. Not long ago, he was worth $340 billion. But over the course of the year, he lost $100 billion in Tesla stock. Only because poor guy bought Twitter. He didn't like the curtains there, so he's pulling all the curtains back. Fired a bunch of people. And then he paid $44 million for Twitter. So that, you know, that took some of his money. So with all his losses, he's down to 100, $168.5 billion, which is still a lot. Still way more than, than I have. I'm not even close to that. I have the dot on top of the eye, and, that, and that's not a lot. I have the tittle. Remember we talked about that yesterday? The dot on the eye and the J is called the tittle. The new richest man, though, in the entire world, Bernard Arnault. He is a major shareholder in the French multinational corporation LVMH. He is worth $172.9 billion. <laughs> yeah, and I'm reading this from some of the morning show prep that I get. And look, it's 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 very left leaning. So you know the guy who does this morning show prep. He, he, I mean, he hates Elon Musk, right? Because he bought Twitter, and now hate speech is back. 
Not condoning hate speech or anything like that, but I mean, come on. Um, and and he ha- he has a, a written joke here that says people were shocked to find out that Elon Musk is no longer the world's a richest man, b largest Tesla shareholder, or c biggest d bag. And his answer is c. They loved him. Cat had those electric cars, man. They loved him. He was changing the world. Bought Twitter. They hate him. And it's funny how it like it swips it swapped with the people who like him. You know, those who hated him for electric cars now love him. Those who loved him for electric cars now hate him. But guys just kicked back with 168 billion, cleaning up Twitter. And for those who want to believe him, exposing those that are trying to do harm to us. Just saying. Just saying. Go and read the Twitter files. If you agree with him, cool. If you don't, cool. Totally up to you. Oh, Chris Logan's not telling you how to think. I just want to tell you to think. That, that's that's it. Just, just think. Just think. So I think that's everything we got or I wanted to get to today. I'm going to have to check out that Chris Farley podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade. I got to check that out before the end of the week. I think that's going to be pretty good. But tomorrow we'll do it all over again. At 8 a.m. on the planet, the online station for 90s and 2000s rock. Listen to theplanet.com. Download the app. Search Listen to the Planet App Store and Google Play. You can also get us on Alexa. You got to do this, though. Enable the Planet Online skill. Then you say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. We're on TuneIn Radio and also on the iHeart platform. So all over the place. And then every morning live on my Chris Logan Facebook page, we are live on Listen to the Planet Facebook page, and we're live in my Chris Logan in the Morning Planet Power Hour Facebook group. Also, if you're on TikTok, right, China's getting your data, um, go and like Listen to the Planet if you're not there. If you haven't followed us yet, go and click follow. Getting close to 1,000 people which means we can start going live on TikTok, and we'll just see what happens. Yes, I know they're about to ban it. Yes, I know China is getting our data, but I told you when we started the show, we owe China a bunch of money that we can't pay. So I think the government traded out our data to China. It was all an inside job. (laughs) See, I'm starting conspiracy theories here inside the Power Hour. Just kidding. 